0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. The services sector in Ireland includes everything from accountants to IT specialists, as well as pubs and restaurants. It's a very important part of the Irish economy, and according to the latest measure of the AIB Purchasing Managers Index, services are booming with a value of 58 last month. Anything above 50 denotes. Uh, an expansion in the sector Oliver Mangan is the Chief Economist with AIB and joins us now on the line good morning Oliver good morning Joe what has brought about this surge in activity in the services sector
1: well you referenced the strength of tax receipts there what we're seeing is very very strong demand conditions in the services sector both at home and abroad and uh, that's generating very strong growth and activity in the sector. It hit, uh, the index was 58.4 in April. That was an 11-month high. But it really is the strength of demand. Uh, we are seeing very strong growth in employment in the sector. But overall, there's quite buoyant conditions in terms of demand in the services sector. that's leading to very strong growth in activity.
0: Now, I mentioned some of the sectors within the services sector. Um, was there any sector, any bit of the services sector that really stood out?
1: Well, what was impressive about these returns is that growth was strong across all services sectors covered in the, in, in the survey. Uh, you know, that wasn't the case through a lot of last year. The transfer tourism and leisure sector uh, was not as strong. But overall, uh, you know, business services are doing very well, financial services in particular, those two sectors are doing very well, and, of course, transport, media, and telecoms. So th- there's broad-based strength uh, in new business uh, in all the sectors, in activity, in employment. So that's really encouraging and contributes to a very strong reading for the sector as a whole.
0: And inflationary pressures haven't gone away, though. No,
1: that's not too surprising when you see the strength of demand and the strength of growth uh, in the sector uh, and also continuous strong growth in employment in the context of a very low unemployment rate. So inflationary pressures remain very elevated. Uh, Businesses continue to report strong upward pressure on input costs and in particular wages uh, now the, the the rate of increase has eased to a two year low, but it still remains very high, and the higher input costs are being passed on in terms of higher charges to customers. Uh, you know, and the rate of increase there in terms of prices charged uh, is high, and has you know shown little
0: change in terms of the rate of increase uh, in recent months. Um, interest rates are expected to rise again in the eurozone, courtesy of the Euro- European Central Bank today. Will that have an impact on demand or, or is it starting at least to have an impact on demand for services since, you know, the cost of borrowing is going up?
1: Not so much for the services side. There's, there's, there's signs of an easing of demand on the good side. The services sector, it may as well be still pent up demand post-COVID remains very, very strong. Now the ECB, as you say, will probably increase rates today. It's expected to be a quarter point increase from three to three and a quarter percent. I mean, the Fed went last night again; rates were already at five percent there, so they brought them up to five to five and a quarter percent range. So, eurozone rates remain below those in the UK and in the US. And you know, the expectations are, despite uncertainty about the economic outlook. Difficulties in parts of the global banking sector. Uh, the ECB will deliver, you know, another, another increase today, and probably one or two more uh, before the summer is out. Uh,
0: is it because they're in a rush to catch up with the Fed and the Bank of England, having started later?
1: I think that's a fair point. Uh, that the, the you know the. the the Bank of England actually started increasing interest rates at the end of 2021. It was only last summer that the ECB began to increase interest rates. So and they're also starting from a lower level. I mean, rates were negative in the Eurozone minus a half percent. They're positive in the UK and the US. So they're slower to start and from a lower base. So it's expected that the ECB will continue to increase rates beyond when they Bank of England and the ECB has, or the, the Fed has paused. And indeed, there was an indication from the Fed last night that certainly opened the door to pausing interest rate increases from here, uh, given those concerns of a, you know, a marked slowing in the pace of activity in the second half of the year, which should bring down inflationary pressures.
0: Now, getting back to the uh, services survey. It, 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 the booming services sector contrasts with manufacturing activity. I was speaking to you earlier in the week about manufacturing, which is certainly in decline.
1: It is, yeah, and uh, again that reflects you know demand conditions. The manufacturers are reporting you know fall off in demand both here and abroad, uh, and as a result, you know that index uh, shows the sector in contraction. And we had uh, GDP figures for the first quarter now. It's a very very early estimate. But the CSO reported a contraction in industrial output. Now, they didn't go into the services sector, but these figures would indicate that the services sector continues to expand quite strongly. So in the manufacturing side, we're seeing co- completely contrasting trends. We're seeing, uh, you know, a market easing, ease in inflationary pressures. We're seeing spare capacity emerge. We're seeing falls in demand and orders. And you contrast that. It's the exact opposite of the services sector. So it really is underlying. Um, demand conditions. Now, the services sector, uh, now, the service doesn't cover all the services in the economy, but the services sector is far bigger than the manufacturing sector. The manufacturing is about 12% of the economy. So not surprisingly, we go back to those tax receipts you mentioned earlier on, the, the strength of the of the services sector is driving overall growth in the economy uh, and contributing to those very, very boring tax receipts we've seen uh, as published by the Department of Finance last
0: night. Yeah, the, the public finances are in rude health and it puts the government in an embarrassing situation because they have to squirrel money away for a rainy day fund. And yet they probably want to get reelected in a year and a half from now.
1: It is going to be a very interesting budget Uh, come October. There will be pressure to increase spending further, deliver. Uh, tax cuts, but at the same time, I think the, the clear indications from the Minister of Finance and public expenditure are that you know a lot of these tax receipts may be temporary in nature, and the last thing we need to do is commit permanent increases in expenditure uh, when funded by temporary increases in tax receipts, particularly on the corporation side. So we have set up a so-called rainy day fund, uh, and some of the tax receipts are being um, s- salted away for you know needs down the road, such as the aging of the population, pressures that will bring in the pension system, healthcare system, et cetera. But we also saw last night that even though the government's providing additional funds for, let's say, housing, it's having difficulty in spending that. I mean, we are in a a situation where, you know, the labor force is very tight. Uh, Even the manufacturing side, they're looking for workers. So it's hard to find uh, in a lot of business uh, enough workers to drive growth even stronger or build up output even more
0: Oliver, thank you so much. That's Oliver Mangan, the Chief Economist with AIB. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on NewsTalk.